Welcome to The Table. You are listening to the Kingstown Communion podcast with lead pastor Michelle Matthews. The Kingstown Communion is a new United Methodist Church existing to gather people into communion with Jesus Christ through courageous conversation, creative community, and collaborating for the common good. For more information about upcoming events and opportunities to serve, visit our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Kingstown Communion. We're glad that you're listening along with us. If you live close by, we hope you'll join us for worship in person. And if you ever feel so inclined to help us by giving financially, you can do so on our website, kingstowncommunion.net. So the scripture today comes from Ephesians chapter 2, verses 11 through 22. So then, remember that at one time you Gentiles by birth, called the uncircumcision by those who are called the circumcision, a circumcision made in the flesh by human hands. Remember that you were at that time without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now, in Jesus Christ, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace. In his flesh, he has made both into one and has broken down the dividing wall. That is the hostility between us, abolishing the law with its commandments and ordinances that he might create in himself one new humanity in place of the two, thus making peace and might reconcile both to God in one body through the cross, thus putting to death the hostility through it. So he came and proclaimed peace to you who were far off and peace to those who were near. For through him, both of us have access in one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens in the saints and also members of the household of God built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone. In him, the whole structure is joined together and grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are built together spiritually into a dwelling place for God. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you. Thank you. No, I got one. (laughs) You can have that one. We're going to make this work, I promise. Good morning. morning. What an exciting morning to be here. I am so excited. For those of you I haven't met, I'm Sarah Calvert. I'm the district superintendent. And, um, you know, you all have been learning over the last six years everything that the churches uh, who have been in big old buildings have been doing uh, only since the pandemic. (laughs) The things you have learned and tried and innovated all of the rest of my churches are still figuring out since the pandemic started. You don't have to have a building to build a church, do you? You don't have to have anything except, except the cornerstone of Christ. But I brought a story to tell you. Some of you may have heard it. If there's any kids that are left, maybe you can help me out with this story. You see, there once were three little pigs, Larry, Moe, and Curly. 
and it was time for them to leave their home. And the first pig to leave his home was Larry, and he decided he was going to build himself a well. He'd heard somewhere that straw and hay, you know, like a bale of hay, and if you put enough of them around, you can make yourself a house. He really hadn't thought it through, and somebody had told him something, and so he spent a couple hours one Sunday afternoon building himself a little house made of straw. And he laid down exhausted after all this hard work, and the next morning there's a knock at the door. Who do you think is at that door? It's a big, bad wolf. Little pig, little pig, let me come in. Larry says, not by the hair of my chinny-chin-chin. And the wolf said, Dan, help me here, out here. I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house in. And he did. But because this is Sarah's fairy tale and not Grimm's fairy tale, Larry escaped out the back of the house, ran around and went back home again to regroup. <laughs> Down one house, but the pig's still alive. Okay, let's be clear about that. I'm a vegan. The pig lives. So Larry and Mo get together and decide they're going to build another house and they're going to be roommates. They're brothers. They think they can handle this. So they research. They go down all the twists and turns of TikTok and Snapchat and Facebook. And the coolest houses on the market right now are twig houses. Have you heard that? Twig houses put together with twigs. And so they gather twigs. They do some planning. They do some thinking. They're a little more forward than what Larry started off with. And they build their house of twigs. Takes them a couple days. And they lay down and go to sleep, exhausted that night from building a house full of twigs. The next morning, knock, 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 at the door is the big bad wolf. Little pig, little pigs, let me come in. And the two said, no, not by the hair of our chinny chin chin. And the wolf says, I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house in. And that's just what he did. But they escaped out the back door because they knew to have a big back door at this point and ran back home. Two houses down. Larry, Moe, and Curly now decide it is time to think this through. So they decided to start in a new way. They decided to start with some prayer because they really were scared for their lives from this big bad wolf. It's time to get serious. It's time to lay this at the feet of God to build something that's going to last. So on their knees they prayed and they prayed and they prayed. And they read some scriptures about cornerstones, stones, stones. They're going to build their next house with stones. So the three pigs built a house with bricks and stones. And, and they invited all their friends to come with them and to join them in this. And they ate together and they prayed together. They studied scriptures together and it took them many months, but they built a beautiful stone house with a big brick chimney where they could cook big pots of vegetable soup to share with all of their friends. A few days later, there's a knock at the door. Knock, knock, knock. Little pigs, little pigs, let me come in. Oh no, said Larry, Moe, and Curly, not by the hair of my chinny chin chin. Well, you know what the wolf's gonna say, right? I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house in. And he tried, boy, he tried. He huffed, he puffed, he puffed, he huffed. Couldn't, couldn't knock that brick house down. But he did see a chimney, a beautiful chimney. Now that might be a way in. And so the wolf went down the chimney. 
scorched his little tail on the steaming cauldron of vegetable soup that was there, went right back up that chimney. That didn't work. So he huffed and he puffed some more, and he collapsed out there on the front, out of breath, out of ideas. You know, sometimes Larry, Moe, and Curly are a little bit like us, aren't they? Not that we're the pigs or the three stooges that they're named after, but sometimes we try and do things on our own, like Larry did. We're pretty sure we have an idea, and we do it, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But it was a little bit stronger when Larry got together with Mo, and there was someone else to talk to and someone else to think through. But sometimes those temptations of what everybody else is doing draws us away from building things that last. Sometimes just two is not enough. And sometimes, sometimes we get it. Sometimes it takes our whole lifetimes to figure it out. Sometimes we figure it out early. But things that begin and are rooted in a life with Christ, now that's something that can last. Paul was trying to teach both the Ephesians and all the other people that received his letter, because it went all around to all the different places, some places that Paul had founded communities in and some places where he hadn't. He was trying to teach them what it took and what has actually happened. You see, if you go to Jerusalem, there is an outer area that is for the Gentiles, those people who were not Jewish. And they could go no further They had to stop. They weren't allowed inside the temple and the holy areas. They could not approach God because they were not Jews. This is the world that Paul grew up in, a complete separation of Jews and Gentiles, the holy set-aside people and the rest of the world, never to meet again. They were not allowed together. But Paul tells them that even though this community had both Jews and Gentiles together, that in Christ they could become one. That because Christ was the cornerstone and his life and his teachings, his death and his resurrection created an end to the brick walls, an end to the space that they could not breach. It brought them together for the first time in in that world where Jews and Uh, Gentiles could be together and would eventually become known as Christ followers, as Christians. This created and built something that lasts until this very day where we stand here today, six years into the journey of this particular church, founded and rooted in what Christ's love for each and every one of us today. This new community has its own divisions outside its walls. The places where we're told certain people can't come and go. There's places and, 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 and cultural baggage that goes with a lot of this. And yet in Christ, there are no divisions in this church. In Christ, there everyone is welcome to the table that represents Christ. In Christ, everyone is welcome to be baptized, to join, and to build something that lasts for everyone to see what it looks like when Christians build something on Christ. Back in the stone and brick house with Larry, Moe, and Curly, they bring their friends around and they start to study. What does it mean to be a wolf? 
What kinds of issues are going on in the wolf community that they're not aware of? What kinds of things do wolves eat besides pig? What kinds of things do wolves need in the world? What kinds of ways can they walk alongside the wolf community? They slowly open the door, and there, laying on the ground, exhausted, is Big Bad Wolf. Larry says, you can come inside, but you have to promise not to eat us. And Mo says, we want to give you what we have around our table, but you have to promise not to eat us. And Curly says, we're called to love you. Please don't eat us. And the big bad wolf laid there for a minute, thinking so far he had not eaten any pig. And they were going to host him, and he was very, very hungry. And so he would go in and not eat the pigs and see what this was all about. And in he went, and he sat down and had the best vegetable soup he'd ever had in his life, and the most amazing bread that they had made in their hearth. They even gave him two loaves of bread to take home and eat so he wouldn't be hungry later. And he didn't eat them. And they even became friends. It took time. It took effort on everyone's part. They had to come to understand each other, but they were willing to make the sacrifices necessary because at the cornerstone of this house was Christ's work. Now that may be a fairy tale in some places, but six years on, it's not a fairy tale here. And it wasn't a fairy tale for the Ephesians. In this new world that is created, every time we breach a barrier, every time we let a wall fall down, sometimes walls we didn't even know were there, the work of Christ continues in this world. It turns out that if you build a house or a church with the love of God and treat everyone as if they were God's children because they are, that it is built to last. This is the work you have done. This is the work you have done when you had to reinvent yourself, when you've had to be innovative, when you've had to change things all around and be flexible and be resilient in order to stand here six years later as a church that is chartering officially in the United Methodist Church. With or without a physical building, there is always a cornerstone in Christ. I congratulate you. I'm excited with you and I celebrate with you today the work that you have done to make this a place where everyone can come, where everyone knows that Christ's children are all here and they can look and be different and yet still be loved and part of this community. I thank you for that work. I thank you for the struggle. I thank you for the challenges and for the accountability back to God that you present today in the chartering of your church. May I pray for you today. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for each and every person here, from the people who just wandered in today for the very first time to the people who've been here since the very beginning. Lord, you have carried us all on a journey, a journey for Kingstown. And we ask that you continue to bless this journey as they have blessed your name in the hard work they have done. Lord, watch over them. 
that no big bad wolves hurt them, and that the walls continue to come down in your holiest of names. Lord, I ask that you bless the hands and the feet, the hearts and the minds and the souls of those who present themselves for chartering today and all those who will hear from them and their children and their children's children and the people they invite and the people that don't even know you, you yet, Lord, but will know you because of this group of people, this community cornerstone with Christ. Lord, we ask this all, and we pray together now the prayer that you taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.